This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. You know when you're really stressed or not feeling so great about your life or about yourself? Talking to someone who understands can really help. But who is that person? How do you find them? Where do you even start? Talkspace. Talkspace makes it easy to get the support you need. With Talkspace, you can go online, answer a few questions about your preferences, and be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. If you're depressed, stressed, struggling with a relationship, or if you want some counseling for you and your partner, or just need a little extra one-on-one support, Talkspace is here for you. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance, no problem. Now get $80 off of your first month when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Talkspace.com. Boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family. With more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Did you know that the ABV Podcast is sponsored by PreSonus Audio Electronics? They're a global pro audio company headquartered right here in Baton Rouge, and they've been making pro audio hardware and software for a long time. I've been using PreSonus gear since I started my first podcast back in 2011, and as a former employee of the company, I'm super excited to have these guys on board. And thanks to these shiny new mics they let us use, well, they're a big part of why we suddenly sound so damn good. PreSonus's deal is that they leverage all of their 25 years of professional recording studio manufacturing experience to make industry standard pro audio tech available to both seasoned professionals and first-time hobbyists at a price that won't require you to sell your homebrew gear or list your doghouse on Airbnb. So check out PreSonus.com. They've got Bluetooth speakers, microphones, headphones, audio interfaces, and a whole lot more. Doesn't matter if you're a musician, live streamer, podcaster, DJ, or whatever, PreSonus has something for you. Even if you're not all that creative and just like to listen to any of the above and have it sound as good as possible, they're here for you wherever sound takes you. Conceived from a passion for craft beer and founded on the principles that everyone should have access to the market, Pelican Craft Brands founder Chris Pennegy rented a warehouse, bought a truck, and started selling craft beer. He put it all on the line for the little guy and to bring quality 100% American craft beer to the greater Baton Rouge area. And that's why I wanted to partner with Chris Pennegy and Pelican Craft Brands as a sponsor for my podcast. For more information on their portfolio, go online and visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Are you a fan of 80s and 90s pop culture and also like to collect cool glassware? Then you should check out my buddy Cliff Decatur's online store, hopsinthehollows.com. Featuring artwork from movies such as Friday, Trading Spaces, and even video game artwork from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and also characters inspired by the Garbage Pail Kids. He's got you covered. Whatever your glassware needs, he can take care of it. Check out his online store at hopsinthehollows.com. When you're craving tacos, there's only one place that can take care of your needs, and that's Government Taco, located on 5621 Government Street right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Happy hour specials Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, it's happy hour all day long. That's right. From open to close, you can enjoy happy hour drink specials and happy hour bar snacks as well. Government Taco, where the right of the people to possess and enjoy tacos shall not be infringed. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. 
We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. Welcome to the ABV Podcast. I am Chuck P. Glad you could join me for this episode. Quick shout out to our sponsors, PreSonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Athlon Insurance, Hops in the Hollows, and Government Taco. I am at Sugarfield Spirits out in Gonzales, Louisiana. I've got Thomas Salto with us. Son, with us. It's just you and me, Thomas. Yeah. I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> Drew's going to join us eventually. But Cheers, sir. Glad, hey, to, glad cheers. to be back here. Thank, uh, thank you for coming down here. So what are we drinking? You ordered the drinks tonight for us. So, um, so uh, we're having a smoked rum old-fashioned. Whoa. So um, Andrew smokes the glass, um, and then it's our aged rum, uh, in, um, but then made as an old-fashioned. So yeah. aged rum, a little bit of turbinado simple syrup, and um, Angostura and orange bitters. It's This is delicious, and it's like you're getting the smokiness like right off the nose but and you get a touch of it in the in the old-fashioned itself but man this is delicious yeah um so we you know a lot of the time an old-fashioned has a um like an orange peel as a garnish or something mm-hmm. we even use a cherry um drew uses the smoke as a garnish on this okay um and you just get it just adds a little bit more subtleness to the um yeah i was about to say something was missing out of the glass but yeah. okay so now it makes yeah. sense it's the smoke so, and this was the age whiskey we went yeah, with on the this? Age rum. The age rum, sorry, yes. age rum. Yeah. yeah, this is, now, people listening might hear rum old-fashioned and it's like, that's not right. But that's what I like with you guys because you do things differently here. And what I, the, the first time I came here, when Jay and I came here, you made me a gin old-fashioned. Yeah. And I was like, none of that makes sense in my head, but it tasted incredible. You know, I think an old-fashioned is just kind of a family of, of cocktails. Um, yeah. And, you know, we actually now, I think, have an, a whole old-fashioned menu. Um, you know, everything from, um, I've, I've been really digging lately, uh, spiced rum old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the spiced rum just, um, uh, with the, the bitters just kind of brings out some of the nice notes in our spiced rum. Yeah. Um, and then gin, like you said, the, the gin old-fashioned is, is, is definitely killer. And um, your gin actually turned me on to start getting back into gin again because mm-hmm. the gin I was drinking before that I didn't care for I didn't I didn't like it, and then I came here and had your gin and I was like, well, this tastes nothing like I've tried before. It, normally, it just, to me, it just tastes like like rubbing alcohol, but mm-hmm. yours is very flavorful and just like really nice. Yeah, um, you know, both our gin and our spice rum, we um, we partnered with. Um, the, the people at Red Stick Spice Market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that it just really brings out a, some really nice, the you know, I mean, they're obviously much more into spices than, um, well, than anybody. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, they have their um, own store. Yeah, they have their own store with it. So, um, you know, they uh, they really helped bring out a lot of those, those spices. And I, I, I love the blend that they, they yeah. came up with. It's really so, good. I love it a shout lot. Shout out to, to Ann and all of them. Yes, shout out to Ann and everybody at Red Stick Spice Company for doing a killer job. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for spices to cook with, that is the place to go. If you're looking for teas and such. And, and they also have, like, uh, seasonings to cook with and like uh, Jay's they have Jay's rub there they also have they, we had a lady on Jay's show who I can't I can't remember her name or off the top of my head but she has a company called Basic B 
she makes her own honey. Oh wow! And she brought she brought on a her bourbon honey and then a smoked bourbon honey. Oh yeah! They were incredible. And they sell those at Red Stick, so go and support another great local business and get yeah. some of that honey because it's really good. It's such a unique, great local business. So, yes, yeah. I mean it's it, and I think Angela's cooking classes over there and stuff mm. like that. So it's it's super cool. You can do like a girls' night and go by there and do like a cooking class and have some drinks because they can make cocktails there. I've I've done dinners with Jay there, so that's the thing. It can happen. Yeah. So. Uh, Thomas, what's been going on over here at the distillery? Like, what's happening uh, tasting room-wise? Uh, any any uh, projects y'all are working on? Any new uh, products that are coming out maybe in the market soon? Well, I, I think probably the thing that... Um, have a good night. Um, I think one of the things we're most excited about, um, and I'll show them to you in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we, we got in on Monday. We got um, some cognac uh, vats. Um, nice. And um, uh, they said that cognac vats. So that's that's not. It's not a barrel. So it's like a. It, it's bigger than a normal barrel. So, okay. Um, okay. You know, it, it's um, they're five hundred liters. Um, so I, I, I don't know what the cutoff is between a vat and a barrel. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're round like a barrel. So um, I guess they're probably technically barrels. Okay. But they're, um, but they're referred to as yeah. vats. Um, well, I guess. Yeah. yeah I don't they're, they're gigantic though. Um, they're they're so they're about one hundred and thirty. Gallons. Okay. Um, and so we filled two of those up today with uh, with rum, and then we have some um, some bourbon that we're about to pull. We'll probably pull that either tomorrow or Sunday. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and um, and we'll uh, um, we're gonna age some bourbon and cognac um, barrels also. Very um, nice. That sounds awesome. Um, and then <laughs> let's see. Uh, you know, we were we're working right now. We just released our honey rum. Um, you know, our honey rum is locally sourced honey. Uh, we we have a friend who's a beekeeper who goes to um, he, he, most of his hives are in um, in Springfield. Okay. Uh, we have a couple of hives of his out back here at the distillery. Oh, nice! Wow, um, that's we've got five that's hives convenient. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, we made. Um, we used his honey, macerated it for about three months in um, uh, in our white rum, and then just basically proofed it down a little bit. Um, we we did an experimental release of that last year, very well received, and um, so we uh, this past weekend just released um, uh, the honey rum, and it's going to we're we're planning on bringing it into distribution. So, okay. Um, uh, so it, it's 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 delicious. It, I so, mean, two of my favorite things, honey and rum, yeah. put together. How can that absolutely. be? A, how can that be a bad thing? I'm looking forward to trying that. If you have that here, to try. yeah, absolutely. I'll, absolutely. I'll pour you a little sip of that in a second. Awesome. Um, and then um, we have a uh, actually we got our label approval today. I've still got a few things to do with the labels, but hopefully we get the labels together. Um, we've got a fig liqueur coming out. Hmm. Um, okay. So uh, um, I don't know that I can. Tastes like a fig Newton in a um, in a glass. Wow! All right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's piqued my interest. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's um, we use both some locally sourced figs and then uh, dried Spanish uh, mission figs, mm -hmm. um, and uh, macerated that in Rome for um, gosh, it's been about six months now. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and then we again lightly sweetened it with a little bit of uh, of Louisiana cane sugar. Okay. Wow. And um, and it, it it's it, it was one of the original things that I've I'd worked on. Mm -hmm. I would always make a little batch of it uh, every year. 
and um, it, it, it's finally kind of coming to fruition here. So, so we're excited about it. So in the process of adding something like figs or adding something like honey, honey mm-hmm. <laughs> to a to a to a like a, a rum or like a liqueur like you're doing, what is when do you know is the time to like how, like how long do you know to age that to so you can get those flavor profiles out of that? So that's the um, the really you know the, the the hard work I do for people. Yeah. Um, you know it's just constant uh, you know tasting and mm-hmm. you know, and. That's the work I do for my, my customers. Sounds yeah. sounds terrible. It, 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 it's, a, it's a hard job. Somebody's got to do it, though. Might as well be you, Tom. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, um, uh, you know, it's just kind of, Andrew and I will go sift through things every once in a while and, yeah. and just kind of see where it's at. And I, I feel like the fig, just, like, the longer it sits, the, the better, the richer it gets, the more complex it gets. Okay. So... It's just curious because I like with beer, it, it's you know, it's it's where you put it at in the brew process to where you you're going to get those flavor notes from it. So I was curious for, for from a distilling standpoint because I am very green when it comes to understanding the distilling process, still learning stuff about it. So I was just curious about where you would stop in that process and be like, okay, it's where it needs to be. It's where we want it to be. We're going to pull it now. You know, it, it's a. Um it really, and much like in brewing, you can add flavors in it at all different steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, like our gin, for example, we macerate the spices um, in the in the still. Okay. Um, for a night or two, and then we redistill it off. Um, so, like the the spices, it never actually. I mean, it, it's it's gone from it, it vaporizes, and but the, all the flavors kind of come across in, in the vapor. Yeah. Um, our, some of our liqueurs, we do the same thing where we macerate things in the with the spirit and then redistill it. Okay. Some things we, um, you know, post distillation we um, we macerate things. So like our honey was just a, a a straight maceration. Yeah. And then we just basically racked it off. Um, you know, similar to like what you would do with with brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just kind of siphoned it off. Um, and kind of left the the lees behind, and yeah. um, and well, in the case of the honey liqueur, it's really left the pollen and the wax and <laughs> yep. the, um, the bee parts. Behind. Exactly, a little um, wing here, yeah, there, it's yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, and and you know, and Andrew and I have always really, and some of our liqueurs will will throw a little sediment at the bottom. Okay. Um, and Andrew and I have always been okay with that because we. We don't want to mess with the flavors. Yeah, sure. and and I, I think there, there's a trade-off there. I mean, you can heavily filter something and make it crystal clear, mm-hmm. but then I, I feel like it, it it messes with the flavors a little bit. Okay. Um, so we're we're still kind of threading that needle of not losing the flavors, but making our spirits. Um, Clear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, it's like a fine line. Yeah, that's a very fine walk. line, and um, you know, it's something that Drew and I talk about all the time and um, and work on. Nice. So, uh, so the the pro- what's the process with the coffee liqueur? I, I love the coffee liqueur. Like that's one. I'm I was never a big liqueur person, but the coffee liqueur you guys make is just so just like creamy and just like full of heavy coffee notes and stuff. What's the process with those beans? And what what coffee do you use for that? 
Um, so we use, um, we've partnered with Rev Coffee Roasters. Yes, that's true, yes, Rev. Um, so Rev is originally out of Lafayette. Um, they've now opened a shop in, um, is it Willow Grove? Like, yeah. right beside Perkins Road. Like, yeah, like um, Perkins, like right past Blue Bonnet, if you're yeah, right, like, towards Segan. Yeah, like back in behind Bistro Byron's yes. uh, shop on, um, yeah. on, um, on, on Perkins. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to the, um, the guys at, at, at Rev. They, they, they make amazing coffee. Yeah, their coffee's really good. Um, so they dark roasted a blend of Java and Brazilian coffee beans for us. Um, I, they don't typically dark roast a lot of things. I think they're they're much more kind of a lighter medium yeah. roast sort of group. Pretty much, yeah. Um, um, but they they dark roasted this for us. We kind of like that um, those, that flavor profile a little bit a little bit more. Um, we grind the beans here at the distillery, um, and then we uh, cold brew the coffee here. Okay. Um, so overnight maceration in cold water, and then we um, uh, combine it with our white rum and just a tiny little touch of cane sugar. Okay. Um, to kind of help balance it out. Um, you know, some some of the liqueur, the coffee liqueurs that are out there are super syrupy sweet, mm-hmm. and I think ours is not in that category. Ours is no, kind of much no. more of a, um, it, it's balanced. Yeah. Um, and you know, Andrew was uh, is really good at like designing cocktails, and I think a, a part of that kind of plays into our liqueur lines, mm-hmm. where um, you know, if a if a bartender or a home bartender wants to make something sweeter, they can add simple syrup, and that's yeah. easy for them to do. Um, you can't take simple, you can't take sugar out of things. No. So if you start with something that's overly sweet, um, you know, kind of syrupy sweet, um, if you want to make a kind of a, a like a very refined, you know, not so sweet cocktail, you can't do it. No. Um, so I, Andrew's been um, really. He, I probably have a little bit of a sweeter tooth than than Drew does. Okay, <laughs> um, and um, uh, he's kind of really pushed me to not not make things quite so sweet. Yeah. Um, so well, the, the coffee liqueur definitely isn't. It's got sweetness on it, but it's not overly sweet to the point where it's just like it's it's taking away from the coffee notes that are in there. He actually Drew came on uh, Jay's show a, a while back with the coffee liqueur and made some coffee cocktails for us. Oh, wow. And they were incredible. They were so good. I think we even did, like, someone brought ice cream because we had someone else come on, and they brought ice cream for some reason. I don't remember why. And then we did kind of like a coffee liqueur milkshake that sounds delicious. Oh, it was it was nuts, and like I think with the fir- how it happened first, it was we got ice cream and then we poured the liqueur on the ice cream and ate it, and then I started stirring mine yeah. up into a soup and drinking it. And I'm like, this would be great as a cocktail, and Drew was like, all right, let's make that happen. Yeah. So we scooped out more ice cream, and there it went. But that would yeah, that was really good. So uh, what else do you guys have uh, looking? What do you what are you guys looking forward to coming up with your we're are we right at your your anniversary? Or are we just like we're close to it, aren't we're we? We're close. Okay. Um, so we'll be two years old in the first of January. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I was think, thinking December for some yeah, reason. I, well, we did a we did a cold o- like a like a soft opening yeah, right yeah. before Christmas. Okay, that's what it is. And then. we did a our first, our grand opening was January fourth, um, of twenty. So we're coming up on two years. Okay. Um, and we are, I think before that point, we'll release another. Um, uh, we're we're almost out of bourbon. 
mm-hmm. um, for batch six. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so we're um, we're working on the blends right now for batch seven. Okay. I mean, batch seven is going to be thirteen or fourteen barrels. Wow. So it'll probably you know somewhere probably around twenty five hundred to twenty eight hundred bottles. Okay. Um, depending on the yield we get from the barrels, um, and then we're also working on batch two of our aged rum. Gotcha. Um, so batch one, kind of like batch one of our bourbon, was a um, um, was a blend, or was a single barrel. Um, uh, batch two of our um, rum is going to be a blend of. We're thinking it's probably going to probably be nine bottles. Oh, okay. or sorry, nine barrels. Nine barrels. Um, I'm about to say, that's yeah, not a lot of bottles. Yeah, no, that's not a lot of bottles. <laughs> um, no, so nine barrels will probably be somewhere around sixteen hundred to. Okay. 1,800 bottles. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of bottles. Yep. Um, and it's, uh, and most of the, or some of the barrels that are going into it are going to be port barrels. Okay. Which are 59 gallons instead of 53, like a traditional bourbon barrel. Oh, wow. Um, so that adds, a, that add, it'll actually add a few bottles yeah. to the, to the uh, lineup. Um, so it, um, it, and I can't. It, it's going to be some double oak barrels. We'll put yeah. it that way. Um, yeah. We have a couple. There's a couple of um, of the bourbon houses that make um, a double oak product. Yes. Uh, and um, we have some of their barrels from from that project uh, that we've been aging rum in for. Um, it, it's going almost on two years. Um, so hmm. um, and then um, we have a, a port barrel. Um, a red port barrel that I think is going to go into the blend also. Oh, wow. Um, so be that'll nice. be released before Christmas. Um, um, the preliminary blends that we've done have been have been delicious. Okay. Um, so, um, and then, um, and then I guess the other one, and this is probably a little bit off the wall. Um, All right. It's going to be a mint liqueur. A mint liqueur, okay. Um, so I've got, um, I have a, a mint um garden in my backyard okay um that's kind of taking over part of, part of my backyard <laughs> is it a garden it's just like now it's just it's yeah. just taking over yeah um <laughs> mint it, it was originally in a pot and somehow it got into the ground there and, it went and mint's probably an invasive species mm-hmm. um uh, and it, it it really liked it, it really likes louisiana soil yeah and really likes louisiana water um and it um so I cut cut it back in uh, I think it was in May or June, and just dumped all the leaves into a, a vat of um, rum. Okay. And it's been macerating, and we pulled the leaves, and it's got this beautiful kind of dark green wow color. Okay. Um, and I, we're gonna lightly sweeten it. We're still working on all the the logistics of that yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. but it's it's turned out to be really really yummy. Um, nice. we, we debated making a cream liqueur out of it. We debated oh, okay. making a, um, but I think we're just going to release it as a straight mint um, liqueur. Yeah. And, and and like all of our liqueurs, we um, we're really trying to capture the whole essence of you know a product. Yeah. You know, like our like when you bite into a strawberry, like. It's not a Jolly Rancher. No, it's not one note. It's it's such a it, you know strawberries are, very, are, it's got are layers very complex. On it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know you've got the seed and the insides different, taste different, 
you know, you get a little bite of the leaf in there. That, yeah. That's a different flavor. There's, there's so many levels yeah. on that, like that people don't realize just biting into a strawberry. Um, and uh, you know, our peach liqueur is kind of the same way, and our mint liqueur is going to be kind of the same way. It, it, okay. It's not. Um, um, it's not just a one note sort of flavor. It's 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 a complex flavor. Yeah. Um, profile. So so we're we're excited about that one too. Nice. So very cool. Well, uh, I think it's time we uh, we try uh, some of the stuff we were talking about earlier. The, yeah. hot, the honey um, rum. And... Why don't we start with the honey? Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Athlon Insurance here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, is committed to letting you live your life your way. They have access to many different carriers of home, auto, and life insurance and are prepared to find the plan that meets your expectations and the needs of your family. For more information, you can visit them online at athloninsurance.com or you can give them a call at 225-366-7530 and let Dwayne Moran and his trained staff take care of your needs at Athlon Insurance. Cafecito Coffee Roasters work with farmers and importers to carefully select unique coffees from some of the top farms and co-ops in the world. They roast daily on a small batch roaster that gives them the freedom to manually control all stages of the roasting process. To learn more about their coffees and subscribe to their coffee subscription service, visit them online at cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. Cafecito Coffee Roaster. All right, so now time for the honey rum. So with the honey, this is the honey liqueur. I'm yeah, sorry. so it's a honey rum liqueur. Okay. Um, and I like the color. Ooh, man, the honey coming off the nose on yeah. this thing. Wow. Ooh. And and the honey that we used in this is um is a very floral honey. Um. Whoa. And we really liked how it it. It it took a long time for it to come together. Yeah. It it, it like it was it it just sat and kind of married with the rum. Mm-hmm. We, we debated using vodka um, for this, and we loved the 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 notes that the rum added into it. Yeah. You know, you know that kind of butterscotch caramel sort of mm-hmm. flavor profile. I think went really well with this honey. So this is delicious. This this is could be very dangerous. Yeah, this is um, yeah. And and a lot of our liqueurs are almost all of our liqueurs are are fairly high proof. Yeah. You know, this is 70 proof, so 35% alcohol. Okay. Um so it'll sneak up on you in a hurry. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, that man pour this on some ice cream. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So is this is out now is it coming? So it, we released this last week okay, so here at the distillery. Out. It's not actually out in distribution yet. We're um, so only available here at yeah, only, okay. only available here for right now. I've got another uh, batch going in the back already, though. Our beekeeper, um, we actually have his honey here. Um, I think we pulled about seven hundred pounds of honey this year, so um, we can. Is that just from from here? No, it was from here and from okay, come um, on, from gotcha. Springfield. Okay, um, so we're um, shout shout out to um, James Merriman. Nice, um, but um, yeah, we'll we'll be um, you know making hopefully have this year round now. So, well, I mean, yeah, seven hundred pounds of honey will go yeah. a long way. <laughs> It'll go a long way for sure. Yeah. Yeah, once this gets on store shelves, I think this is going to be crazy, and I, it's going to sell like crazy. And I feel like getting that into restaurants and bars and having mm-hmm. bartenders play around with this, they can come up with some really creative and interesting cocktails featuring this liqueur. 
Um, yeah, it's um, and it's such a subtle like just I don't know. It's a like it adds a it'll. I mean, you could use it in place of rum in any sort of cocktail. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to sure. add another note to a cocktail. Absolutely. You know, use this in a daiquiri. Use this in a. Um, um, Ooh, I didn't think about that in a daiquiri, huh? Um, you wow. know th- that that kind of floral note is just going to yeah you know, is going to go well in a in a daiquiri. Let me think what else it would go really well in. Well, I. My wife's just been drinking it straight with a or with an ice cube. Yeah, at night. I was about so, to say. Yeah, I would yeah. I would drink it like that. Pour a little one rock and just pour that on there and just just sip this and but be very. This satisfied. over a little bit of vanilla ice cream. Oh yeah, yeah. This like, is a vanilla ice cream would be yeah. amazing. Like it, it'd almost be like a honey ice cream. Yeah, there's I mean, nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with ice cream. Period. Yeah, but when yeah, you add yeah, this to it, I mean, it just steps it up a notch. Yeah. I definitely, I'm definitely have to get a bottle of this. My roommate would love this as well. Do you? Are you guys featuring any cocktails here with that right now? Or, um, like so, like when we first got here, and Drew asked me what I wanted to drink, I was trying to think, and you asked if you could pick for me. So like. Do you guys do that a lot in here? If someone seems like they're undecided, or like they haven't had your products, they're unsure what they want to get. If you wanted to make them a cocktail with that honey liqueur, what would you make for them? That's a great question, Chuck. I don't have many of those. Every now and then I get a good yeah. one. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to punt that question to, to Andrew when he gets back from the tour. Oh, okay, um, Because, like, uh, like <laughs> I just, I, I drink my, so many of the spirits, I just drink straight. Yeah. Um, I'm, or, saying, I'm the you, same way. And I put it, or I put an ice cube in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrew, Andrew's the, the mixologist of the two of us. Gotcha. Okay. And he, I, I think that would be a great question for him. Right. Um, where, well, we'll save that for yeah, him then. We'll say let's save that for him. But yeah, I just want to put this on everything. Like, yeah, I think this um, is, it's it's a I think it's very versatile and would work with a lot of like you said it could it replace a rum in some cocktails. You know, and you know also to, to cook with this. Mm. Um, like I didn't like even think about that. Like putting this in a barbecue sauce. Oh, or in a um you know or in some sort of like like any like kind a, of marinade or something like a marinade like that. or something. Yeah, so. Damn, you're giving me all kind of ideas now, Thomas. Like, because I'm always want when when I'm doing chicken or steak or something like that, and I want to mar- marinate something overnight. That would be perfect to add to my marinade for it. Yeah, or pork, like a pork tenderloin. Oh, oh. like I've got a pork tenderloin at home, but it's all right. It was made for me, but I could drizzle it over it. Yeah, or <laughs> I could, yeah, look, I could, I could. Get the get the oven at a low heat. Pour that over. And stick it back in there. And just kind of caramelize. Oh yeah. Oh, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> can I come over? Yes. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. You can come in. Yeah. That'd be perfect. perfect. Oh man, this is so good. I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm, us too. We're. Um, I don't know. This this is something that kind of came together, and um, it's it, it's just it works. Yeah. So when you and you and Drew were brainstorming on ideas. Who who's the who has a more aggressive approach? Is it you or Drew? Um, I think I mean, we, we could talk bad about him. He's not here right oh, now. Oh yeah, so right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know. Of the two of us, I'm probably the one that that holds us back. Okay, okay. And he's the one that like kicks me in the ass every once yeah. in a while, and um, and says, yo. Um, yeah. Hey, we got to do this. Yeah. Um, and that's good though. Like, yeah. No, it is. And we're. Um, I think I think we balance each other really well. I'm the one that's kind of um, 
you know, analytical and um, and he's the, the experimental one of the two of us. Gotcha. And we, um, our mom still can't believe we went into business together. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a very unique situation because it's two brothers with this distillery. So like, if it's just two guys who are partners in a business, there's always like one of them being more aggressive maybe than the other one. Maybe they're both aggressive, but there's a dynamic. But with you guys, like, I would worry that it's going to cause family issues. <laughs> maybe yeah. you're more aggressive or he's more aggressive. Like, come come holidays at Thanksgiving, well, Thomas is being an asshole and doesn't want to do this. And you're like, yeah. well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's... Um, we've ended up working really well together because I think our strengths balance each other. Yeah. Um, you know, he's worked in hospitality his whole life. Uh, he has a master's degree in hotel and restaurant management. Yeah, so he's got that so, side of the business yeah, like, covered. And, and he's worked in James Beard-nominated restaurants and worked in hotels. And, you know, I mean, he just, like, he has such a rich skill set in that um, on that side. Mm-hmm. And that's not my skill set at all. Yeah. Um, you know, my skill set is... Um, is understanding chemistry, understanding, um, you know, that aspect of it. And it works really well for a distillery. I mean, it seems um, to be working fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he kind of runs this side of it. And if, if you take a tour with Andrew, it's a completely different tour than if you take a tour with me. Okay. If, if you take a tour with me of the distillery, I'm talking about my plates and my still, and I'm talking about vapor pressures and yeah. temperatures and stuff. You take a, a tour with Drew. You know, he's taking talking about you know how the still is going to bring out character that he can use in cocktails. Yeah, and we, we you're not thinking about that yeah. when you're when you're giving that tour. We constantly laugh about it because when when I give him something, he's like, "Man, I can use this in a cocktail. This 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 and this." Yeah, and you, you give me a spirit. And I try to think of how it was constructed. Yeah, you're breaking I'm, I'm it like down. I'm like breaking it down, and he's building it up. Yeah, and that's that's, um, that's crazy to think yeah. about it that way. Um, and it works though. Yeah, for and sure. For for the two of us, um, you know, I mean, it it is, it's also you know, we were uh, I'm the oldest of five. Mm. He's the middle of the five of us. Oh, okay. And um, the two of us were not the close ones growing up. Um, you know, we, I was much closer probably to my baby brother than, than to him. Okay. And him and my sister were closer. Gotcha. Um, and, um, you know, we, um, I don't know, it, like, we've kind of gone back to some of the family dynamics. Yeah. Um, you know, Andrew and I have, you know, I mean, like brothers do, um, you know, we've, we've fought, we've course, argued yeah. with each other. Um, and... The cool part of it is, you know, if you're a partner and you get in an argument, you know, you get hard feelings. Yeah. And when Andrew and I get in an argument, um, you know, at the end of the night, I'm like, man, we we, we, we worked through this problem. Yeah. I love you, brother. Um, and there you, you know, go. Have a good night. Exactly. And, and it, it, they it's get in the been, car and be like, that son of a bitch. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I mean, but you need that dynamic, I think, to make a, a, a good partnership. Agreed. And uh, at, at the end of the day, he's still my brother. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I can't, like, I can't be like, you're out. Yeah. Because you, you still have to deal with the right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I've only fired him four times. Oh, well, I mean, that's not um, too bad. But, in um, two years, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, exactly. But, but then I, like, call him up on the drive home and I'm like, 
Oh crap! Yeah. I can't hey, I do this to, without you. I need you to come back. I got. We got. We got. Yeah, you got to open the tasting room tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've got. I've got. I've got work at the hospital. You got to yeah, go open and, the business. And I don't like know how to make cocktails. <laughs> I'll pour some stuff together yeah. and give it to them. I'm I mean, ruin the, our the, business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so and, out of the out of the siblings, you're, you're one of five. You said, what what was it with you and Andrew? to make you guys decide, hey, let's go into a business together and open a distillery? Um, well, out of all the other siblings yeah, that you could exactly, have asked, like you yeah, said you were closer yeah. with your baby brother yeah. more so than, than Drew growing up, so like, why not approach him? What does your baby brother do for a living? Um, uh, so my my baby brother actually passed away oh, I'm sorry. A, while, I'm sorry. a while back. Okay. So, um, so we, um, Andrew and I started like, um, when, when I lived in Jackson, he lived in Memphis. Okay. Um, so, um, we kind of we started duck hunting a lot together. Okay. Um, and um, would meet up and you know he's a he's a he's a runner extraordinaire. Gotcha. I'm a runner that hates running. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm a runner who likes to eat. Yeah. Who doesn't like to run? Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you. But but Andrew's done like ultra marathons and oh wow. Like, oh, I mean, I want to be part of that. I think he's he's done 300 mile runs. Like Why? crazy. Was someone chasing him? Yeah. Like, well, gun? I mean, I think after a while, like a mountain lion was chasing him. Good um, lord. And no. He runs his birth. He runs his age every year on his birthday. Oh, um, really? So like this year he ran. 20 miles up Mount Mitchell and then 20 miles back down Mount Mitchell. Like, so he, he turned 40 this year and he ran 40 miles. Like, no. I, I drank on my birthday. <laughs> no. Um, like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm going to drink on gonna, my birthday. I'm not going to run 40 miles on my birthday. No, I'm not running half a mile on my birthday if I can help it. Fair. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But, like, kudos to him for going yeah. out there and doing no, something he, like that. He loves to run and, um, you know, so, um, I'd, I'd started playing with this idea um, of opening the distillery, mm-hmm. and unlike a lot of distillers who, you know, started playing with the idea and got a little baby still at their house, yeah, um, I didn't do that because um, that's very illegal. Um, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I have a federal um, DEA permit. Um, really? for my um, for my hospital job. Oh wow! Um, that allow. I mean, like, I. I mean, the the federal government allows me to prescribe fentanyl and and things like that um, to little itty bitty babies. And that having I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like for doctors to have like is that a something that any doctor that has to prescribe right something yeah, like that no, they have to have you, that. Yeah, you have to go through the the DEA and you have to have a, a federal license to prescribe those things. Whoa. And and right. having some sort of alcohol violation on your you know, record yeah. it's not good yeah it's not good no <laughs> um they're gonna frown upon that yeah for um, sure and you know i have to renew my dea permit every two years and um you know been fingerprinted by the state and everything Jeez. so um i did not distill at home unlike yeah. most distillers yeah um and uh what i did do though was i um i started making liqueurs in my closet Okay. Um, so I would take commercial products, you know, take a commercial vodka, take a commercial rum mm-hmm. or a brandy and, and start, um, you know, macerating things in it and, and working on that. Okay. So 
um, just to get kind of like just the hang of that process. Yeah. Well, and, uh, it was a it was a hobby at that point. Yeah, it was yeah. just kind of doing for myself. Just, yeah. I was just I was and you know I, um, you know again a scientist scientist nerd. Um, <laughs> I, I kept a lab notebook. Well, of um, course, of course, um, and you know we. Um, I think I'm in. You know, if, if this building catches on fire, I'm going for that. Yes. Um, it's in the safe, and I'm going to grab the notebook and run out the door. Okay. Um, and, you know, I think we've gone through, I think I've got about 110 experiments in it now. Wow. Um, and each experiment has multiple arms and multiple, um, I think when I told my wife that I'd gone through 110 experiments, she was like, but I only tasted about 30 of them. And I was like, that's because a lot of them got dumped down the Yeah, drain. a lot of them you, um, didn't, you didn't need to taste. They were um, good. So, yeah, so we, um, that's kind of how I got started. And I poured, um, I poured some for Andrew one night. Um, maybe poured a lot for Andrew one night. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, keep um, you know, and some, some, sometime during that night, we, we decided we wanted to start a, a distillery together. Okay. Um, and here you are. The next morning we were sober and it was still a good idea. Yeah, it's like um, I think we still want to do so, this. So, um, you know, that was kind of that was the genesis of this whole um, plan. Was okay. Um, you know, we got drunk one night. I think that's how all the best plans happen. Like, well, I was having some drinks with someone, and the next thing I knew, I, I built Amazon. <laughs> that's how that story. I don't think Jeff Bezos drinks. You don't think he drinks? Don't think he's a drinker? No. He didn't seem like that kind of guy. What about uh, Elon Musk? No, Elon Musk definitely uh, drinks. He's doing, I think he's doing a little bit more than. Yeah, drinking. I think. I mean, I think him and Jeff Rogan got <laughs> oh. lit one night on a on a podcast. Oh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. 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 Joe, yeah. Joe Rogan does love the uh, the Mary Jane, the marijuana. Yeah. Well, I think him and uh, and Elon lit up. Blaze it up together. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It would not surprise me. It was, I think it was actually pretty funny. Um, Elon got pretty. Um, you know, watching an engineer get. Uh, I was, yeah. That, that I, I would think that's an interesting. And those podcasts with Joe Rogan are normally like three hours long, anyway. So it was right. like, if they had stopped smoking, there's a lot of second secondary secondhand <laughs> smoke still lingering around in there for yeah, everybody right. to like get the contact high and all that. Right. Stuff. Exactly. Well, um, yeah, um, yeah. I think of the two of them, I think Elon would be the one to hang out with. That could be a good question for the Jay Cody show to ask yeah. the audience. Like, who, who would you who would you think would be more fun hanging out at a party with, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or Bill Gates <laughs> or Bill Gates? That uh, Bill Gates seems like he's kind of stuffy. I feel like he's a he's more of a pinky out cocktail guy, maybe, or yeah. if he's even a cocktail guy at all, he might just drink like I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I would agree with you completely. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on my ranking, I would say. Elon would be the one I would want to drink with. Yes. Jeff would be the one I would want to go into business with. Mm-hmm. And Bill... I, He's going to give us the money. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I, I just have to convince Bill to give me the money to, to yeah. fund my um, my my ideas. So. Exactly. Yeah. So Drew just joined us at the table. Thomas's brother. He just got finished doing a, a tour. So we're gonna, I'm going to pose this question to you because it's something we just started talking about. All right. Who would be more fun to hang out with at a party? Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, or Bill Gates? God, Elon Musk. 100%. I'm just, I'm just walking in. Like, I've listened to podcasts on uh, all three of these guys, and uh, Elon's the only one that really has, I, I think, I mean, I'm not going to say he's human because I, I'm pretty sure he's a robot. robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, fair statement. Uh, he's, I mean, he's 
just otherworldly. And uh, but the other two just are not my wavelength at all. Like, uh, <laughs> sure. like Bezos is he's living he's living on another planet, man. Like almost literally, yeah. See, I feel like Musk is living on another planet more than than Bezos. Yeah, but I think like if I had to hang out with an alien. That's the kind of alien. Yeah, I mean, he's the party. He he want to go drink and hang out at the strip club yeah. and like do all the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about Joe Rogan's um, podcast with Elon, where yeah. where they got high together. Did you did you listen to that whole podcast? Thing? No, I didn't. But you didn't? so I listened to the podcast. Like I, I, right when it came out, uh, I, I love Joe Rogan. I think like I was a I was I was always a Joe Rogan hater. Oh, okay. And then I started listening to his podcast. And I was like. Wait, wait, I thought this guy was like this... Like a nut job, yeah. He's got a a good perspective on things. And uh, when Elon was on that show, man, he just... uh, He got a little too free. I mean, Joe Rogan's out there. And, uh, I I mean, what everybody talks about is how Elon smoked weed and uh, lost all this money and, like, the dropped (laughs) seven points. What they don't talk about is two days later, it was... Uh, over that by nine points, like yeah, right back up. It's like, a, uh, it's amazing the effect he has, specifically on cryptocurrency. Yeah. He, like he'll mention something about, hey, I'm adding, uh, I'm adding a door on top of the roof of the next Tesla, and stock goes up. Right. And then he's like, but you can't buy it with Dogecoin. Then stock goes back down. Right. It's like, what? Like how does like that dude's word affects that so much? It's unreal. Well, and you know, I think. Um, Jeff Bezos is such a measured, like, I mean, other than his proclivities, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, good word. That's a good yeah. word. Um, um, you know, he he's just always been just like, you know, he's not going to go out there and smoke weed, for example, on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, I don't he, think he'd ever be on a podcast with Jerry Rogan. Yeah, you know? fair. Like, that's not, yeah. um, that's not, that's not his but, speed. But he, yeah. like, um, you know, He's just kind of, you know, there's not big. He's very straight. Very straight. There's no. And, it, and, it's, there's no, and, and there's an angle to his straightness. Yeah. But it's going up. It's going for up sure. for sure. Um, but Elon the, Musk is just yeah, here and there like, and um, up and down. and. But, like. I don't know why I'm doing hand gestures for yeah, a podcast. Well, fair, like, true. Um, but, you know, like. I mean, I think, I think Tesla was a great name for a company yes. for, for Elon. Because like he's he's just that kind of eccentric brain. Yeah, I mean, like it fits it fits him. Yeah, it fits him sure. well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that you know, I mean, he's he's. Like, speaking of that, like Nikola Tesla is one of my favorite people in history. Like uh, just somebody that I mean that there's Leonardo uh, Da Vinci's that yeah. through and are just yeah. so ahead of their time. That, like, he scared people. He yeah. was so ahead of his time. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he in, like invented the light bulb, right? He basically and did, and Edison, Edison stole it from I him. Mean, yeah. He was Edison. I mean, think about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, but Elon Musk is going to be the same idea. It's yeah, like no, he's either yeah, gonna, yeah. he's either going to be Tesla or he's going to be Edison. And like a hundred, and, and it's going to take a hundred years to like look back oh, on him yeah. and go, which one is? Yeah, which one like, was it? Yeah, and like, but he's much. I think he's much more Edison. That that's the ironic thing about. Yeah, him. he's much more Edison esque 
then right the test well cuz he's succeeding yeah like i mean and that's the well like if i had to uh i think you're more like elon musk than either of those other two Oh, oh interesting. And, and I say that because... So are you the Bezos? Or are you, who are you? <laughs> None of those. None of those. No, he's yeah. Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, you're Joe Rogan. There you go. Drew's got all the good weed. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I have a, I have a mm-hmm. question that I asked uh, Thomas earlier. He told me we had to save it to ask you. Okay. So talking about the honey liqueur here, by the way, which is fantastic. Oh, really, really yeah. good. And we were discussing how he picked a cocktail for me when I first got here because I couldn't decide. Right. So my question was if someone came up to the bar, say it was their first time here, hadn't had any of your product at all, and you want you want to introduce them to the honey liqueur. Right. And they can't make up their mind what kind of cocktail you want. You're like, hey, do you mind if I make a cocktail for you? Sure. What would you make with that honey liqueur? All right. So we have a cocktail here. It's called the Sideliner. Okay. The Sideliner is, uh, so it's named, like, actually our big guy named it. Uh, a sideliner is a decuber that has less than 50 beehives. So they're considered like an amateur, like a, a hobbyist okay. beekeeper. Not a professional. And, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I, I thought that was just such an appropriate name for a cocktail okay. with honey liqueur. Yeah, and absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's how, the, how that name came about. But it's... What I love about the honey liqueur is it doesn't need anything. No. It, it's it's so good by itself that I just add a couple of bitters and chill it and then pour it into a glass. And uh, I also love to smoke this cocktail because, one, smoke and honey go together very well. Yes. And uh, whenever I'm thinking beekeeping, the first thing that I go to is smoke. It's smoke, yeah. And it's always smoke, like, because uh, that's what you smell when you're beekeeping because you have a bunch of smoke because you're smoking the bees out. Yeah. And uh, the, the smoke tells the bees that something's on fire, get back, like, that's it. Yeah, stay away, fish, yeah. Get to the hive. Calm down. Calm yeah. down. Like, chill out a little bit. Like, because... So the sideliner just has, it, I mean, it's basically just like a martini sh- with a little bit of bitters in it shaken, yeah. and then oh, interesting. Yeah. That shaken, sir. Is oh. Stirred. oh, sorry. Stirred okay. This isn't a James Bond cocktail. Yeah. This is the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talking about James Bond cocktails We no. have not, but we, we sure can. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> we, we did a deep dive into James Bond cocktails. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think our next cocktail list is going to be a. Uh, James Bond cocktail for a couple of reasons. Well, first of all, I've got to bring out the point that um, I asked for a Vesper. Okay. Um, which you know we we have to work around because we um, we can't serve things like Kina Lilla here. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's a vermouth. It's an exactly. alcoholic product. So we were working on you know how to make um, a variation on a Vesper. Mm-hmm. And Andrew made one, and he stirred it for me. It's true. It's true. Um, and um, and I was so disappointed <laughs> um, because I was like, uh, clearly, do you even know what you're doing? But now, of course, as everybody knows, a proper martini is stirred. Correct. 
a proper Vesper is stirred. Right. That's the correct way. That's the bartender's or the proper way to, to do that. Because it's all alcohol, right? So James Bond's been ordering his martinis wrong his entire Absolutely. life. That's okay. the whole jerk with James Bond is... It's shaking, not stirred. Shaking, not stirred. Like shake that... Really? You, like, no, you, you stir that. that. You all right, so yeah. to be completely <laughs> transparent, uh, I... Uh, Did he win shake I, I went, shook it, yeah. shook it, and... Uh, uh, I, I, I gotta say, it was better shaken. Wow. Okay. It was, it was much better shaken, and uh, I have since uh, I had some some friends come in and uh, some some regulars, and uh, they, they know they could just just what are what are you playing with right now, Drew? I want yeah. Whatever you're playing with. And that morning, I've been playing around with the Vesper, and I said, "Here we go. Let's do a let's do a Vesper." And uh, huh. I, it actually was, uh, it was one of our regular guests that comes in here on Sundays, actually kind of put it in my head and kind of challenged me to do it. And I said, well, you know, we can't, that's not a cocktail we can do. But anytime I say that, like in the back of my head, it's like, like but can But we? yeah, we're going to work but around that. How yeah. We, how can we get around like these flavors and make something that's similar? See, that was, that's what makes it fun for you because yeah. like, I can't, we can't use this here yeah. to like, but my customer wants this, so how do I create this here without having that and match that flavor? Exactly. So we we actually started using our Satsuma liqueur mm-hmm. um, in the place of the Kina Lila, which okay. always is Kina Lila that has a little bit of... Yeah, I, I actually use Satsuma and a little bit of the, the honey. honey. Yeah. Huh? I, think, I think that's the thing with the, with the Lila. It is kind of floral, uh-huh. just the Satsuma, mm-hmm. and it's kind of uh, honey-esque. Just yeah. Like so, uh, okay. You combine those two, and uh, that's right. That was the best of the ones that we. That's the best ones we had. Yeah. 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 So hey. I want. Well, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Thomas. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I want to hear more about these uh, these James Bond cocktails because honestly, I don't think of cocktails when I think of James Bond. I just think of the martini. Right. So like. Where are you pulling a cocktail list? Like, are you going through different James Bond movies? Like, would villains drink? Or oh, okay, yeah, I'm not so a big we'll, Bond guy. I've only seen a few movies, so I'm very unfamiliar. We uh, use a, we use a tool here. Um, it's called. Um, you may have not heard of it. It's mm-hmm. called Google. Um, Google I'm is vaguely familiar vaguely with this tool. It's an <laughs> excellent search tool that we use here, and uh, we just went through and. Uh, Looked at the different things that James Bond's ordered as a uh, as a. Uh, What's up, sir? At the, at the bar. <laughs> so, uh, and I mean, he's all over the place. I mean, he's ordering old fashions and mojitos and uh, all different fun stuff. Yeah, I yeah. remembered uh, so, Frank Chartier, the low carb cocktail guy, just walked in, <laughs> getting getting him a beverage. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember from Casino Royale where they were playing poker yeah, and they yeah. were all putting their drink orders in and stuff. And then like they got to Bond and he he called out his cocktail and everybody's like, "Wait, change that! I'll have what he's having." <laughs> so for what? It, no, so um, yeah, yeah. So that was so I don't know if you know it, but the Casino Royale was the first book. Yes. Um, written. So it was a, it was a much later movie. Yeah. But it was the first book. Yeah. Doctor No, the first James Bond movie. I yeah. know that, but yeah. Casino. But yeah. didn't they do a Casino Royale was with Peter Sellers, <laughs> and it was like kind of a spoof. Yeah. I no, I think you're right. I think, but they didn't. It wasn't like in the. It wasn't the. Was it the broccoli family. Maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the Albert Broccoli. Yeah. Was the guy yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the wrote all the and. 
and also and, and maybe produced all the movies. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, I mean, in the movie, and of course, Google's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, he goes, you know, a dry martini. He said, one in a deep champagne goblet. We oui, monsieur. Um, just a moment. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lillard. Shake it very well until it's ice cold, and add a large, thin slice of lemon peel. Got it? Certainly. The barman seemed pleased with the idea. Gosh, that's certainly a drink. Vaughn laughed. When I'm er concentrating, I never have more than one drink before dinner. But it, I do like that one to be large, very strong, and very cold, and very well made. I eat small portions of anything particularly when they taste bad. But, but then, like, in the movie, everybody else at the, you know, he, he gives that order, yeah. and then everybody else at the table orders the same the same drink. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the one person he truly falls in love with, um, he names the, the martini after her. Yeah. Um, so that would be the, the classic um, Bond cocktail. But that that's a cocktail that was in the movie series. Yeah, was much 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 later on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so you know, normally he just orders a you know a gin martini shaken, not stirred. Yeah. Um, vodka martini. Vodka no, martini. No, yeah, vodka. Right. No, you're right. Oh, ooh, ooh, I just lost my bond. Whoa. That's okay. <laughs> hey, hey, you're getting you're getting credit from the bartender. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because yeah. a gin I mean, martini which is, one is definitely more better Absolutely. than a vodka martini. Yeah. See, I'm not a, I've never been a big martini guy. And it, it could be because I was never a big vodka drinker. My ex-wife used to drink very, very dirty martinis. I'm doing like olives. I'm just like, none of that, like, was a thing. Like, it just turned me off. I'm like, I don't want this. Give me a, I, I need a whiskey. Give me whiskey. There's nothing wrong with that. No. James Bond drinks a lot of whiskey, too. Okay. Drinks all fashions. Uh, he's all over the place. Okay. But that's great. I mean, he drinks. Uh, he drinks wine. I mean, we of course won't be able to do wine here, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a whole like the whole menu will be James Bond themed. Themed. I so, like that. Which I, I can have a lot of fun. Do you know the most um, ordered uh, cocktail by James Bond in the books? I do not. It would actually be a scotch and soda, which I guess would be what's the um, what's the classic cocktails that that is? Um, a highball. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So he orders it twenty-one times in the books, and I don't think he ever orders it in the movie. I mean, yeah, the few Bond movies I've seen, I don't remember him ordering that. It's always to me, from what I can yeah. remember, no, it's, always, it's a martini. Right. It's always a. Yeah, but he also orders um, frequently orders vodka tonics. Because um, uh, I remember him ordering the martini at the bar in Casino Royale, and he was like, "Wait a minute!" And he told the bartender to do something. He's like, "That's a really good martini." And I was like, "Ah, that's the sig- that he also there, loves old fashions." How do you, how do you not love old fashions? Uh, right. Yeah. Be a so, full, be a full yeah. Answer. So um, yeah, we um, yeah, we've we've contemplated making a bond theme night. Um, at the distillery, or maybe in a, a Bond thing menu. So, see, you could do that and 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 have you could do like a James Bond dinner and have those cocktails and yeah. get, get up get with someone whoever like yeah like we're we're game if if anybody wants to do a Bond uh, James Bond thing. There's a lot of different restaurants. Uh, yeah, I think they could put something together. Yeah, I mean I don't know what Government Taco could do for a James Bond taco dinner, but <laughs> I don't think James Bond eats tacos. <laughs> Did you hear that, Jada Cody? That was a challenge. 
challenge, yeah. Georgia Cody. Yeah. Well, Drew, you were over at Government Talk the other day. You guys were working on some new new uh, cocktail ideas over there. Yeah, we're uh, we're working on some stuff for the uh, new menu. We're working on stuff for the uh, one year anniversary too. Yeah. That's uh, coming. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a year since that place it, opened. Like my wife, my wife thinks the last two years is have it's been in dog years. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, it's like it, it's like it, I mean, it seems like that only happened a year ago. Like yeah. I feel like government talk has been around forever. Well, I, I feel like March 2020 lasted nine months. That, absolutely. Like, like that's right when the shutdowns happened yeah. and everything was closing. And it just felt like March. Never ended. Like it just kept going and going and going. I remember last year there was uh, this anchor on television. She was just doing a little, like, small talk, like, chit chat thing, and she goes, Can you believe it's November already? Yes. It's like November 2030. Yeah. Yeah. What year is it, though? It's like, what, where are we at? So, yeah. I love all the little memes at the end of last year uh, for like the, the the ball dropping for midnight and just the time the year didn't change <laughs> just, the clock just kept on going everybody's like oh shit like yeah. that'd be the worst thing ever to happen in the history of bad things I would think well uh, guys we got a few minutes left is there anything else y'all want to talk about drink discuss well, I mean, we talked about the fig. Um, oh, we didn't the try fig the fig. Cool. Yes. We haven't tried the fig. We before. gotta try the fig. I mean, I'm not trying to get you trashed here, but this is the ABV podcast. As so. I said, I've been in New yeah. Orleans drinking and eating all day, so this is just like adding to it. I told Thomas earlier I was at Toops Meadery in New Orleans, and I had a uh, a cocktail called the pork pork chops pork chops and applesauce. Frank. Uh, and it's it's uh, it was pork soaked whiskey in apple bitters, which is a weird sounds. sound. Of, like pork, anything yeah. is like that's the thing. Frank, have a seat. Join us for a second if you can, sir. Uh, with a sinus cough, you sure? Sure. Well, look, it's Louisiana, man. We all got to deal with sinus it's stuff. It's October. It's October, and we're good. Yeah, exactly. Rod. It's, it was yeah. eighty something degrees yesterday, so. But it's gonna be beautiful tomorrow. The weekend's gonna be great. Oh, yeah. I think the high tomorrow is like sixty eight. Yeah, which is like. Perfect. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. So, you know, again, as we talked about earlier, this is um, a combination of locally sourced figs and dried Spanish mission figs. Whoa. Macerated in our white rum and then lightly sweetened with cane sugar. Man. That punches you in the mouth. That is really good. I'm not even a big fig guy, but this is delicious. Frank, what do you think about this? What's your what's your thoughts? Uh, add a little bit of cream to this and have a fig Newton cocktail. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's where my head's with it. I, I like I like that's just where your head went, Frank. That's great. I'm like, what can I do with this in a glass? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just pour it in a glass. That, that's it. That's yeah. straight up like this. Is this is it's great meat. Yeah, just yeah, this over a rock and just like enjoy it. Yeah. This is like and I told you it's like I've never been like a huge liqueur guy, but the the ones you guys put out, I love them. The, the coffee that, liqueur. That's the like reason a, that I, I came to this place to start with. Yeah. And I'm in love with every single liqueur they have here. There's nothing here that I don't. Like. No. I mean, I think I think a big part of it, and, and you know, you're you're the low carb cocktail guy, um, is that we're kind of 
Um, we don't overly sweeten things. No, that's what yeah. I tell it's, it's the natural flavors. What I try to tell is like when you go get a liqueur off of the shelf, you get like the sweetened liqueur that has some some fruit flavor to it. Yeah. yeah. But this is completely opposite. It's a fruit flavored liqueur that's slightly sweet. Yeah. And it really really changes the complexity of drinks when you make with it because you get that fruit forward that you really kind of expect out of something that's called corn. Yeah. And it doesn't taste fake. Like no, it doesn't no, have no. that fake aftertaste to it. Like this just keeps tasting better and better. It just. Do you want me to give you the secret to? How you get those flavors to taste real? Use real, real, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, by the way, I guess we should have said that on the on this podcast. Like You're giving away your trade secrets, though, Drew. You better true. watch it. <laughs> Can you cut that out? I'll edit that in post. Yeah, okay, I'll take fair, care of that. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I have to do a lot of that everywhere I go, yeah. so it's fine. Um, but, using real products. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, we use real spices. And, like, we were just talking about the spice run on the board. Yeah. They were, they were going, they were like, what is your spice rum? So much better. I was like, we went out and tasted everybody else's spice rum, and we said, Oh, this is what shit. Are, what are, <laughs> it's, 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 like, nobody's using real spices. Nobody's actually yeah. thinking about it. I, I never did like spice rum until I had the office. Yeah, I've never been a spice rum guy either. But, and that's what's so weird. Normally, if, like, if I'm drinking something from a distillery, there'll be something like I won't like. Like gin, for instance. Like, I've never been a gin guy yeah. until I had the gin here. And you made the gin old-fashioned, and I was like, fuck you, what is this? Like, yeah. this, this makes no sense, but it's delicious. Right, right. This is, we, actually, we actually approach the, the spice rub just like we approach the gin. Yeah. And uh, they're very similar. So believe it's, it's a... It's uh, a when I approach the gin, I approach it as, you know, so, let's make sure it's nice and fat. Three weeks? Yeah. You know, you want to have to make sure it's Before Christmas. Not, not so juniper forward that you can't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That's, that's and, the reason I kind of fell in love with it, too. I yeah. mean, it's, there's a lot of uh, the New World style, American style gins that are so citrus forward, you lose some of the juniper. Yeah. Then you have the other ones that are so, so juniper forward. This and is, that's and the ones I've always had. It was like, very I'm juniper for it. I'm just like, a, I don't like this. I've done a review with, of their gin on my channel, and it is it is the absolute, in my opinion, the perfect balance between the two worlds. Yeah. It is It is that. It's there. It's You get the juniper, because a lot of the, the more American-style gins, you lose the gin when you mix it with a cocktail. Yeah. yeah. And you don't with this. No. But it's still not juniper overpowered. Yes. And that's what I love about this drink. And, and matter of fact, I need to bring some home on set. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, again, I, I, and I'll give full credit to Drew on on the gin. Um, you know, I mean, well, and, and Ann, we talked about Ann earlier. Um, you know, Red Six Spice Market was such a big part of oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. helping yeah. helping with our gin and our spice rum. Um, but um, you know, Drew um, really pushed to have a gin that stood up in cocktails, but which is not in the like. Yeah, like you were saying, Frank, it's just like so many of these American style gins don't stand up in cocktails. But they don't. And yeah. that's Drew's emphasis in everything we do here is it's got to work for cocktails. It's got to work for cocktails. Yeah. And gin's Drew's baby. And it, well, you, you, you take care of your cocktails. baby well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because in the cocktail it was great, and then I had it straight, and I was just like, this can't be gin because every gin I've had tasted like juniper, very right. juniper forward. It's I'm like, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, it's like drinking a Christmas tree. Yeah, that did I'm not. not into that. No. Who, I mean, if I want to drink Christmas tree water, I'll just go drink Christmas tree water. Like. <laughs> You know, so tell me here's coming up. I've got to be a cocktail Christmas tree. And, and I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna call out the <laughs> distillery. Um, 
But no, go ahead. <laughs> no, certainly not. I'll beep it. Because it, it was it was one of the distilleries that really like played a big role in in my my ideas for this. Yeah. But that distillery made a Douglas fir liqueur. And it, why it tasted like um you know you know the Christmas trees that hang from like the taxi cab yeah like um <laughs> like if it, it tasted just, like you pulled that off of the rearview mirror and bit into it um it was oh my god it was very strong see that's how I always felt about Abita's Christmas ale uh, first time I ever had it, I was like I imagine if I was drinking the water that was at the base of a Christmas tree this is that beer like it is. Horrible, so bad. But I mean, no, but no, no distillery is ever going to make a hundred percent like be successful. Yeah, um, and the um, you know, uh, uh, you know, that was the one thing I didn't enjoy at that distillery. Yeah. And, um, sorry, guys. I, uh, I'll get you to reveal who that was after the podcast. Everything else was um was delicious. Yeah. So, well, you know. That inspired you to be like, hey, I can do this better. And yeah, then, I mean, like, I've, I've played around with the idea of making, like, a long leaf um, yeah. pine liqueur. And every time I do it, I'm just like, every time I think about it, I'm like, nope. Nope, not doing it. Not doing it. Yeah, we've got a lot of ideas coming out to uh, the different spirits. Pine is not uh, no, no, that <laughs> list. <laughs> all it's probably not going to be. Yeah. It could make it, you know. I mean, uh, John. John I mean, Bradley, don't I, I've also I've got an Austrian um, pine liqueur in my house. Ooh. Austrian um, pine liqueur. Not great. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> well, look, challenge right there. Yeah, there yeah. goes. Well, I guess they missed the forest for the tree. Oh. <laughs> well, I couldn't think of a better stopping point than that. <laughs> That is great. Thomas, Andrew, thank y'all so much for letting me come over here and uh, hang out with y'all and do a podcast. The the honey liqueur, the fig, is fantastic. I can't wait for both of these to be out in the market. If you have the honey liqueur here, I'm going to have to buy a bottle before I leave because that is delicious. We do have it here. By the way, uh, the the honey liqueur is available at the distillery only. Yeah. But we are in uh, a lot of different stores. We're in... Every major liquor store, also in Louisiana, and uh, we're working on getting into uh, all the small ones. We're in a lot of the small ones. Uh, yeah. Locally, we're in uh, you know Hocus Pocus, Alexander's, uh, Rouse's, Calandros, Calandros. Uh, Harvest Supermarket out here. Oak Oak Point. Oak Point. Oak Point Point out in Washington. No, those guys are great out there. Um, Yeah, they do. Um, Fantastic selection. We have a great, um, you know, um, presence on the North Shore. Um, you know, Quist to Pace. Okay, yeah. Red, red, white, and brew. Ah, uh, good spot. Um, yeah, great so, spot. like, I mean, yeah. we don't want to leave out any any of our great partners that have been out there, but, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. you know, that's the reason. We're so appreciated. And if your local store doesn't have us, let me know, and uh, I'll, I'll make sure that they, they, they pick us up. Yeah, exactly. And let, let those store managers know. Let let the bar staff know at a restaurant yeah. that you're at. If you want a cocktail, you want sugar-filled yeah. spirits, tell them. Like, let them know these guys are here because they're making quality stuff, and they needs to be all over the place here in, in Louisiana. Just uh, tasting room hours. What are those? Let's let everybody know that. Uh, we're open Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're three to nine. Saturday, Sunday, we're noon to nine. All right. Well, there you go, guys. And find them. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. 
go and follow their account so that way you know when there's events going on here you're gonna you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be in a no for it also the bourbon society of baton Rouge is, is does stuff with you guys here as well all the great so make sure you're following them and frank thank you so much i, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I had no this is awesome follow frank uh, shorty the low carb cocktail guy he is on are you on facebook or just on like instagram and youtube instagram and facebook okay TikTok. I'm trying to get the TikTok <laughs> a little bit more. I just I need to get more time to that. Yeah, get back on there, man. Yeah, I mean, I've been focused on YouTube a lot lately. No, that, that, yeah, you monetize that. You got to yeah, take I'm, care of that. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm almost there. <laughs> Right, the dance moves, baby. Yeah, baby, I, the, I got my six-year-old showing me everything. Look, I'm gonna have him down soon. Just look, wait. I, look, I can. I got bad dances for days. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, we can team up. We could do a. We could there do a, a, a split screen one and do that. That'd be get no views whatsoever. Uh, also, a big shout out to uh, the sponsors of the ABV podcast: Presonus Audio, Pelican Craft Brands, Cappuccino Coffee Roasters, Athlon Insurance, Government Taco, and Hops at the Hollows. And as always. When you go to hopsnahollows.com and you're getting your glassware at checkout, use the ABV, use the use the promo code ABV for 10% off of your order. Until next time, I am Chuck P. This has been ABV Podcast. Cheers.